<laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to Rand's Poku Talk Show. Um, I'm your host, Mr. Random, and today we have... I am. Um, so... I'm gonna start a bit of a new thing here on the talk show. Um, an extra episode, which I have shortened to EX episode, where me and I'm review a Sentai we have watched. Uh, ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right. I think since we both like, um, since we both favorite Shinkenger, I think we should start with that for EX episode one. Nice, okay. Alright, so first off, story. Yeah, I mean, like, overarching plot? Like... Um... Just the plot we get in the first episode, like, with the whole Shiva family thing. Oh, like, the whole kind of premise. Right. Um... I really liked it. Like, I I remember watching the first episode and I was, like, immediately hooked. I think they portrayed it very well. And it's an interesting concept. I don't think it's been done in Sentai before. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. Unless we count Dire Ranger. I don't know what that happened. But, like... And, like, also, as it progresses, it gets even stronger, which I really liked. Um, yeah. I think... I actually don't have too much to say on it. Um, the premise was definitely awesome, and that's what got me hooked with Shinkender. And, uh, Samurai's premise wasn't all that different. Hmm. I remember liking the premise of Samurai and then not really liking the acting, so I was like, I'll just watch the Sentai. Alright. And then, like, I liked that a lot more. Alright, next. Characters. I think we should start with the two Red Rangers. Uh, Taku- okay, let's Taku- start with Tucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was a bit of a Cinderella at the beginning. <laughs> um... But, like, he was a really interesting character because we did not know much about him from the beginning. Yeah. He was, he was. But when he slowly opened up, that was, like, some of the best moments of the series. And it. I think we got to a middle point where we knew what. We knew where. Uh, it, so, this leads directly into the character overview for Kaoru. Uh, Kaoru. Kaoru, yeah. Um, the second Red Two Red Rangers. Yeah. Two Red well, Rangers. Or, like, she wow. came before Taku, if you're looking at it from plot perspective, mm-hmm. but yeah. Two Red, Two Red Rangers. Blasphemy. 
I really liked that she was our first female red, and she was a very strong character. And she was like, I think what people don't like, I think there are like, if somebody didn't like her, it's because of Tanba. Tanba sucked, but we're not going to talk about him at the moment. <laughs> yeah. At least she wasn't as annoying as Tanba was. Yeah, she was. Um, but yeah, in uh, episode 47, I think it is, um, you know, when, um, the other retainers all go to see Takaru after he's fought Juzo, um, Kaoru does this kind of speech because Tanba's being a bitch, and, um, (laughs) sorry, excuse my language, um, and she kind of does this speech, and it just really, I think it, like, she was really only made for character development. But, like, that um, scene, I think, solidified her personality. And made her one of, even though she was only in, like, five episodes, she was, like, one of fact, my favourite characters in Sentai. The fact that Koru, that Kaoru, uh was only in, like, five episodes mm-hmm. made me think that made me think that they only added her in as like fuck it, we need to get Takaru some development. <laughs> no, I think it was planned from the beginning. Because um if you remember episode six, where there's this, you know, monster that's, you know, hurting them by telling them by insulting them. Um mm-hmm. you know, he tells Takaru that he's just a big liar. So I think they planned something from the beginning, but essentially she was just Karu was just there to give Takaru development, and it worked. Um, oh, uh, just in case any of the listeners or viewers are listening to this, um, I don't plan on comparing um, the Shinkenger uh, and Samurai characters because with Samurai there's not too much to compare. Yeah. I feel like the only different one is Lauren, but... Yeah. Um... (laughs) But, um... Let's talk about Kaoru now. Yeah. I I overall liked her character. I just wish she was in more. Hmm. I mean... Yeah. It was nice that they brought her back for the Gokaija, you know, Shinkenja sort of uh, dedicated episodes. Um, and Runa Natsui is a great actress, so I really hope they bring her back. Who? If she's available. Um, her actress, uh, Natsui Runa. Ah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really too much to say about Kaoru. Because we didn't really, because mm. we, re- we didn't really get to know her for an entire season like we did Takaru. Mm. They're very similar anyway. Um, but I think um, I liked um, how Kaoru just came in and everyone was like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like what the fuck is this? Everyone and um, like, she just her entrance was pretty cool. I loved that. Like she just comes in and is just like, 
And everyone's just like, the fuck is this sorcery? Um, <laughs> let's talk, uh, let's talk about, uh, Reno's gay now. Oh. I, I, oh, I love him. <laughs> I did, Not as much as the others, but I still love him. I, I really didn't like his, uh, Kakaru is God thing. I think he really. Yeah, that was excessive. Yeah, it. it... He was. It was I think it's because he was very rooted in tradition, though. Yeah. At the beginning, though, I did think he made everything about him, like in um the second episode, like you know, there's the whole thing where like Kota has stumbles, and Takaru's all I don't need her, and at the end she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll do better, and he's like, oh, you did well, and Ryunosuke is just like he puts the spotlights on on himself, and he apologizes for absolutely nothing under a waterfall and it's like we didn't need this this is not about you yeah uh i think that got better and his development episodes like his um focus episodes they were good but why but there weren't very many of them when he went under the waterfall why did he take his shirt off because he didn't want it to get wet (laughs) but he was still wearing pants Decency. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how his mind works. But um, for all the sh- the the shit he had to do, like the actor was like very willing. I hope, <laughs> like he was very good at kind of just sort of going for it. The actor, I think, Rinosuke's actor was pretty cool because uh, mm. he had to go through most of the script. Yeah, he had to go through most of the shit. <laughs> yep. He had to go... He was like the laughing stock of the season until Ganta. I think, like... I think a majority of... Like... I think you can't go a majority of the season without taking a shot every time he says Tono. Mm. Or just... Yeah, but you could also do that with T. Yeah. Do that with both of them. Just every time there's a tono, just shots. Like, like, like rewatch Shinkenger and take a shot every time some <laughs> tono sama. <laughs> well, it's only Kotaha calls him tono sama, and the others do it kind of not as often. Alright, let's talk about the green bean. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I, I really like Chiaki as a character. Mm. Because even he was an interesting one. Yeah, and I think it like Chiaki was a bit childish in the beginning. I'd have to say. Mhm. But once his father came around, I'd say that. I'd say that Chiaki got most of that from his dad. Yeah. That was a great episode, though. Mm. Like, the ones, like, that episode left a huge, other than the whole, like, oh, we got a crossover with Decade, that kind of ruined the episode. But other than that, like, that was a really good episode, and I think it kind of made Chiaki a really good character in my book. And 
you look at Chiaki's dad and Chiaki had, at, in that episode, and you go, how did this come from this? <laughs> the entire episode, I was just wondering, how did Chiaki come from this thing? First and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just because Chiaki's an axe teenager, <laughs> but no, genuinely, he's a good he's a good character, and it'd be nice to see more characters like him in future. Not carbon copies, but similar. So, all right, uh, let's talk about Koraha now. Baby, I love her. <laughs> 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 I'm such I've got such a bias for the girls. I, I, I can't help myself. <laughs> but genuinely she's just <laughs> So um can I go like can I go on a bit of a tangent here? Please do. So um I don't really see why people shift Takaru and Kodaha. I mean Okay. Don't get me wrong, there's definitely connection there, but I just think Takaru and Kodaha would see each other as just friends. Yeah, I think he's um more of a role model figure for her. Like don't get like I like the ship. Like I won't lie, like I've read some kind of like fanfiction travels and they are good they are there's like good stuff in there but like i think they do see more more of each other's sort of he's kind of a role model for her and and she kind of gets him to open up a bit and i really felt i i honestly felt horrible when talk when Takaru just shook her at the thought of losing her. I felt horrible for him. Oh. Yeah. That episode was like... Oh. That was one of my favorite episodes. Very well done episode. Mm-hmm. But like, Kota has a character. Um, I think her... Like, I do relate... I think the reason like she resonates with me so much is like I relate to her a little bit. Because, like, she's clumsy. I'd say... And she always wants to do her best and, like, mood. (laughs) I'd have to say, um, if I had to put her through a trope, uh, team younger sister. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh That's literally the trope the team puts on her. You see that in episode 41, I think it is. Where, you know, the whole, only I am Shinken Yellow. I really liked that episode because of the whole development and realizing that you know she's not just a replacement I think most of Kodaha's character like without some proper development I think her character would edge more into oh no I'm not Sheik and Yellow my sister's Sheik and Yellow who am I I think it would edge more into that Mm. if without proper development and I'd say 
Shinkenger had characters that were actual people. Yeah. And they kind of... It, they didn't really function like... Like, if you compared it to other Sentais, like, it's kind of like, oh, this person's the this, and this person's the that. It's the kind of... In Shinkenger, they're kind of more... No, I have feelings, and I'm going to express those feelings in different ways to see how I how I see fit kind of thing. Yeah, um it, to uh, uh to quote honest toku trailers uh, <laughs> it it really did feel like Shinkenger had characters that were actual people with actual struggles. Yeah. In a sense. But, all right, let's talk about Mako now. They all got some Hell yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Act thirty four, which is the one which for those who don't know is the one where her father comes back to you know, take her to Hawaii. That is probably my favorite episode of the entire series. I love the way he just casually shows up and it's just like Yo fam, come back to Hawaii <laughs> Or come to Hawaii. Oh my god, that episode though. Oh, God, uh, the first time I saw it, I was sobbing at the end. Uh, yeah. I I love I love how everyone like, I love how everyone was just confused. It's, it it would have been it would have been cool if um it was revealed that Mamoru was uh the previous Shinken Fink. Oh, that would it would have been, yeah. I think it would have been nice. Mm. There's probably been a male Shinken Pink somewhere there. Just happened that Mako's mother was the previous one. Mm-hmm. Um, did Mako have a profession? I. Yeah. Before she was a Shinkenja, she uh, worked at like a kindergarten or something. Oh. And then presumably, uh, she returned to that a little after she a, lo- a little after Shinkenja finished. Uh, didn't she? Didn't she go back to Hawaii after Shinkenja? Yeah, she did, but she said she'd uh, return or something. I watched, the, I rewatched the finale recently. Um, she said she'd like be there for a short while, and then she probably, I don't know, returned at some point. Um. So, um. But yeah, I think Mako's a really strong character, but like slightly overrated. But she deserves to be. I'm. I'm going to speak about the finale here. I loved the final scene where they were just down to Shinkano. Yes! Oh my god, that was so well done. Yeah. And the fact that they weren't in their suits and everything. Oh, yes. You could, like, you could see the the determination on their face. Their faces. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, they were determined to get rid of Jokoku. And they did it. Spoilers, but they did it. Mm. It's a Toku show. What do you expect? 
with the power of with mm, at least so uh so Sokoko Sokoku went down hugging the mecha. Oh, <laughs> you went down. I would also like to. I would also like to take the time to like just. Because, you know, they do, like, that final roll call, like, not in their suits. And then they also do the whole kind of uh, mecha scene, not in their suits. Like, that was, like, the actors. They weren't, like, suit actors or anything. Mm -hmm. And they, like, the swords were probably kind of heavy. And they had to do all these, like, swift movements with them. I think they should get, like, a little bit of, like, credit for that. Um, so... Do you think the show would change any differently if we had the um, Shogun armor from Samurai? Um, I mean, it it'd probably add some story elements. Yeah, but like low-key. Not even low-key, high-key. I thought like the Samurai version of like the I think it was, was it used in Mega Mode Power or something? The Shogun Mode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was ugly. I think that would have just taken away yeah. from um, the show, the show's design. And I don't think it fit very well. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole Samurai mech didn't fit with the whole aesthetic at all. Um, I do, so, um, let's talk about Genta. Genta, the comic relief of the show. Um, so I overall like Genta. He was hyperactive, uh, but not too hyperactive. Mm. Uh, just he wasn't too boring, but not too hyperactive like Rinosuke. He just met in the middle. Yeah. The show was very serious, and I think having Genta there lightened it up, which was very, um, which was very useful. Mm-hmm. I love how, I love how Genta just goes and tells Chiaki and Kodaha about his haunted house experiences. They're the only ones that would listen. <laughs> People don't forget. <laughs> was that a quote from uh, Beyond Trailers? Pardon? Uh, was that a quote from the Honest Trailers joke? It might have been. <laughs> um, do you remember that one scene uh, where Sakuru is I think he's just hanging with G right after he almost died trying to perfect um, the Kabuto disc. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't... Pretty sure he didn't almost die, but carry on. uh, I mean, he definitely put some strain on himself. Oh, yeah, he definitely... Yeah, he definitely, like, overworked himself and stuff. Mm. Um... Side plot about the Kabuto disc. I loved how disappointed, like I, I liked how disappointed Chiaki was that he didn't get picked for it. Because mm. 
I don't know how to put it into words. Yeah, I thought it was very well done, and I thought it was good for Chiaki. What I didn't like was that Mako and Kotaha didn't get their own kind of special discs. I think Tokusatsu in general is very sexist, and that just kind of, you know, intensified that, which is a bit annoying, but, you know, I'll live. I mean, if they got special discs, it'd, it'd probably be armor for their origami. Mm. Probably because they didn't because they didn't know how to fit it on the freaking clusterfuck uh, final get eye. That's probably why they didn't get their own. And somehow Genta got three. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not salty about that. What do you mean? I mean, technically, Takeru also got three. Um... Yeah, but Takeru is the Lord, so like. It makes sense. Like, Genta wasn't even a samurai. Like, that's like the reason he's not allowed to fight with Karyu. Like, he's not even a samurai. And, like, okay. I know this is me so- sounding really, like, I don't know what the word is, like, classist or whatever. Okay. But, like, he got three. <laughs> okay, Renoff Gay. Um. <laughs> like, sure, he's allowed three, but at least give the girls more than one. So, in a situation where um, Kozaha and Mako had to wield Evi Origami, um, and I think it'd be a combination of Evi Origami. Um, I, I think... Maybe Ebi Origami. Fuck, what was the octopus? I keep thinking octopus is Ebi. Oh, uh, the squid, Ika. Ika! Shit. Alright, alright. Um, but, uh, Saru would probably get Ika armor, and. Seeing as both, um,. I don't know. I'm not, I'd say armor would go for um Daig- uh Ebi Origami and Kame Origami. Mm. I just don't see any I don't I just maybe Yeah, I don't know. See, but they're not like you, but like, it's not like the Kabuto origami and the like Tori origami and the other one, Swordfish, can't remember what that is in Japanese. Um, it's not like they're used as armor for Kaji. like Shishi origami, you know, Ryu origami and the other one, Kuma. Sorry, <laughs> Japanese is hard. <laughs> Apparently you know a lot of it, so. <laughs> Ah, all right. Um, what did you uh, what did you think of the premise of the origami? Do you think it fit in? I like. Do you think it fit in with? Yeah, I think it did. Because origami is like a very traditional Japanese thing. I think having the uh, swords, mecha, whatever you want to call them, I think having them be like origami, like the paper, um. I think that was a very clever idea. Uh, sub, 
I also think they were very cleverly made. Side note, I love how Takaru just gives um, Genta an origami. Yeah. <laughs> like, seven-year-old Takaru, just like, or however old he was, just like, you know what? Here's a precious family heirloom that we literally cannot afford to lose. Take it. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, when you're seven and you, like, have, like, a family vase or whatever, and, like, you, you, your friend, you'll never, you might not ever see them again. So what do you do? You give them the vase that is very expensive and very precious to your family. Like, that wouldn't happen. But, um, speaking of Takaru, um, I wonder if, I wonder if he knew he was only a Kagamusha. I think he did. I, I wonder if he was taught at a young age. Well, I think he had to have been told because he was, let's see if, he was twenty around Shinkandra and the battle was seven the seventeenth battle was seventeen years ago. He would have been three. So he he would have had three years of just sort of having a relatively normal life with his father, who obviously did serve the Shiba clan. Um and then suddenly being told, Oh, you're the next Shinkandra, he had to have been told that like essentially you're acting for the sake for the sake of this princess who you've never met. Or whatever. But um I like I liked how how Takaru he wasn't anyone's brother. Uh, mm. he wasn't even sheep of blood. He was Yeah, I thought that was it was cleverly done. He was just a nobody who happened, yeah. who happened to be picked. Mm. Making them not related was a good strong suit because it wasn't like he could be like I'm, it wasn't like he could be like, serve my sister now. And they'd be like, but you're Sheba blood. Like, it was even like, they couldn't even go back to like, serve him because they couldn't make the argument that he was a Sheba because he wasn't one. Yeah, and that's one. If that makes sense, that was a bit of a tangent, but whatever. <laughs> and that, that's one up, that's one up uh, Shinkenger has from Samurai. Mm. Because... I mean, most of the stuff in Shinkenja is better than Samurai, but proceed. Yeah, and, like, you are throwing shade today. I'm sorry, like, Samurai, the plot is good because it's Shinkenja, but the, the, the freaking acting, no. Turned it off. Anyways. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, Antonio was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Antonio breathed life into the series. And then... And then... And then... Anyways. And then Saban megaforced everything up. Mm. I'm still salty about the whole megaforce thing. As somebody who adores Goseja and Gokaija. Sobbing noises. Anyway. That's not I what mean, we were talking about. So... I mean, unpopular opinion... Gosager really isn't all that great. Yeah, it's not great. Like, it is... I haven't seen any bad Sentai, so, like, it's probably my least favorite 
but that doesn't mean I don't like it. Um, Rory praises it like the religion. Well, that's because it's Rory's favorite. Rory's allowed to like whatever they like. Uh, for me, it's like not my favorite, and it's like yeah. low key. It's not great, but it's still very nice to watch. Like I wouldn't watch it and say, "Oh, this is the best Tokusatsu show ever." I would watch it and be like, "This is heartwarming." So, um, let's talk about the Shoto phone. So, I. I, I, I love it. Uh, 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 um, so, the, I brought up the show to phone because I really loved the callback in um, Lupat. That was that was cool. Oh my god! Yeah, I love it. I love it when. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. I I'm just. I remember watching the show and like, especially with the, I think the one that made me laugh the most was the Mobira. The fact that it was just a repainted Mobira. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to do a double take, but like that was the same with all of them, all of the repainted ones. Like, it was nice to see it again though. I, like personally, I think Lupat should have ended up. Uh, Lupat should have ended the the Hey era. Well, I don't think they really. I don't know how the eras work. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I don't know how they work, but I don't think, like, to my knowledge, we can't like choose which one ends a Heisei era. Or like when they hit Heisei era ends. I mean, like they can choose to like put Lupa after Uri Soldier, but like, in the end, it's just what is written first. Uh, I think the recent era is Rewa. Rewa, yeah. I wonder what's coming after Cure Measure. Mm. I'm very excited to see where that goes. I wonder if it's like. I wonder if they'll have a goofy dance. A what? Because that'll be cool to see. I wonder if they'll have, like, because you know how all these Sentais have, like, a goofy dance, and then in the summer, the common Riders do it. I want to see the cast of Saber do next year's really goofy dance, if there is one. Um, so, I was talking, so, speaking of common Rider, I was talking to a friend, and he said that um, Zero One is going to end very soon. Zero one ended today. The finale was today. Uh, oh, well, yesterday if we're in Japan, but yeah. And I think there's a film coming up. I don't know. I don't really follow Common Rider. But um, if that movie, if uh, if Ryu Soldier versus Kira Major ever comes out, I'm gonna be on top of that. Hmm. I think I'll definitely, like, if they do make a Soldier versus Kira Major, like, I'll definitely watch that. Like, I I would just love to see how uh, the Kira Majors and Ryu Soldiers would interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't actually seen Ryu Soldier, but I think I get the impression that the Reds are very different. So maybe, maybe we'll get, um, 
I don't know what Ko is like, but maybe you'll get a dynamic similar to the one Alita and Marvelous had, which is exciting. Uh, speaking of Alita and Marvelous, uh, 199 is the best Sentai movie, and you can't change my mind. Shinkenja versus Goonja. Just putting that out there. <laughs> They're both really good. They're both really good films. Yeah. I like them both. I think Shinkenja versus Goonja has the upper hand for me. The 199 superhero one closely behind. So um, main. I mean, I think mainly nostalgia factor, but carry on. In 199, I think. Guy was supposed to be revealed to be the uh, 200th hero. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to put Gokai Silver in that. Um, and then... So... I think there's a um, screen cap out there of Guy with long hair. I think it's from Zoo Ozier. Uh, versus Go Kaiser, and I gotta say, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the hairstyle. Guy with long hair. Um, mm. I mean, like Junior kid that can do whatever he wants with his hat, but like, it's, it's an interesting look. Do you remember when Jin Mafuto said, oh shit? Yes. <laughs> I had to pause the episode because I, 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 was, I was absolutely shocked. I remember texting my friend about it. <laughs> and we were just laugh, sitting there laughing for a good, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. Just because it was so unexpected. So, um... I'm. I, I just sat through an entire episode where Hoji screamed Vino over and over again. Well, Hoji what? Hoji um screamed. I sat through an episode where Hoji just screamed Vino over and over again. I'm sorry. I'm very confused. I'm talking about Decker Ranger episode eleven. Basically, if you don't remember what episode that is, um, Hoji's pal v- uh, Vino comes to visit, and it's turn and it turns. Oh, yeah. Is it? Is it the guy? The, the one? He's the guy who turns out to be an alienizer bounty hunter. That's the one. Man, I love Decker Ranger. <laughs> also, Decker Red got friend zoned in episode 10, so. He always gets friend zoned. And if by friend zoned, you mean Ibo? Ibo, you know, the whole Shazam. Is that? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. You might not be thinking about one. Yeah, but... I need to rewatch Decker Ranger. It's, in... been, it's been. I say it's been a while. I watched it in May. <laughs> you remember, you know, you know episode nine, the fake out episode, right? 
the stakeout episode. Yes, the stakeout episode. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Well, the episode. Well, the episode after that. Um. Uh, Ban just gets friend zoned by a girl. Oh, by Maida. Yes. Yes. She's like, oh, I'll let you know when when I get a new boyfriend, and she's like, and he's like, oh, that's. That's not what I was going for. <laughs> Ban is a simp. What? what? Yeah, you heard me. I will not let you talk dirty about Ban. He is best boy. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Tetsu is best boy. Who the fuck is Tetsu? Fucking Decker Break. No, I, I, <laughs> I was joking around. I'm too bad. Stan Tetsu, or I'll. I don't know what I'll do. I'm not good with threats, anyways. <laughs> uh, so, Curie, Curie, user. Ah, yes, Curie. Je- I finished that one in a week. I I'm uh, uh I just finished the episode where um Yayoi becomes a pure user. Ah, <gasps> Yayoi. I love Yayoi. I I love how I love how she just twirls around um humming the pure user uh little theme when they transform. Mm. Like, she just goes, and when everyone catches, and when everyone catches her, she just runs away. What a mood! <laughs> <laughs> just somebody spots you doing something, and you're like, "Oh shit, gotta run!" I love how in the beginning of the episode, when she tries to transform, Ian just hits on her. Yeah. I'd say Ian's a playboy, but he got like good character development, so he's not really a playboy. Even though he is, and they justify it by saying, oh, he's kind to the girls he dates. No, that's not how it works. What? Oh, you have- oh sorry, spoilers. Um, but there's this one episode where basically uh, Uchi gets all kind of arsey at Ian, because one of his girlfriends is coming over from wherever. Might be London. I don't know. But, um... Or Europe, or whatever. But, um... She's coming over. And she's disgusted by the fact that he's just a playboy. Anyway, so, like... Um... She just kind of goes feral to her episode. I can't remember. But, um... This girl, she comes over and she's like, that's, that's, that's not that's wrong. You know, he, he does all this stuff for us and he makes us happy. And, you know, uh, he keeps his promises. And it's kind of like, yeah, but he still dates multiple girls at a time. That's kind of a red flag. Yeah, I don't really like the character trait Ian has where... Mm. 
the term girlfriends just no. Yeah, like if he flirts with other women, then like fair enough. But like not a fully like committed relationship. Did I just say other women? Like, wait. Anyways. Uh. So, um, I don't know about this. Could be wrong, but in every episode where Soji and Rin are together, does she just does she just beat him whenever he does something? At some point in the episode, it's kind of tradition for her to sort of beat him. <laughs> Ren is adorable, though. Yeah. Doesn't she have a- Like, I wish there was more screen time between her and Soji. Like, the whole romance thing was kind of very sandwiched in. Oh, wait, no, that was... Yeah, it was kind of sandwiched in. Mm-hmm. Especially in the, in the uh, 100 Years Later movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, didn't Rin have a crush on Soji? Mm-hmm. And then they got married and had a kid who had a kid. Who then had a kid who was the second Kyoji Green. <laughs> I I don't get it either. I'm pretend I understood that. Rin, no, listen. Rin and Soji, they got together, they got married. I don't know why. I, personally, I would have just left it as a schoolgirl crush or just up to the uh, what the viewer's interpretation, but whatever, Toei. They got married, they had a kid, who then had a kid, who then had a kid. And a hundred years after Kyurija, that, like, great-grandchild became the second ever Kyuri... Fuck. Kyuryu Green. So, uh, Daigo and... <laughs> Daigo and Ami. Or Amy. Yeah. Ami, they say in the show. Yeah. But Amy, Amy, whatever you want to say. Yeah, Dago and Amy. You said you kind of felt like it was shoehorned in. Yeah, I thought that was forced. Because it only really becomes apparent at the end that she actually likes him. And I think the only reason like uh, Dago and Amy started dating was the fact that the actors started dating. I heard somewhere. I think that was a bit of a stupid reason to have the characters to date. Um, fuck, I forgot. What was oh, yeah, so do you remember when um, Amy just started getting angry at Yayoi? Mm hmm. Stupid plot point. But yeah, I do remember. And then Uchi is just like, yo, fam, do you love King? And she's like, no, but maybe I do. And I'm like, bitch, this was never met. You two have no chemistry. And the entire- Until the end, in which she wanted. And the entire episode is 
the few were scratching their head. And it's just like, mm. I, I love how Amy just disrupts the battle just so she can think about if she likes King or not. Mm. She just, God. She just disrupts. The more and more I think about this, the more and more I dislike Amy. <laughs> But, like, I mean, and <laughs> you don't need to make every female character in love with the red. And it's kind of, I didn't like Dago, I won't lie. Like, <laughs> the fact that he had no weaknesses, like, the moment they told us that, I was like, nope, he sucks. <laughs> um,. Do you remember the Pink Buster? Yes. Which version? Jobutsu Sentai Go Busters or Tokume Sentai Go Busters? Tokume. Oh, wait, she's called Pink Cat and Jobutsu Sentai Go Busters. Carry on. Failure. Uh, no, she was actually, like, a good character. Like, I would not have objected to seeing more, more of her. Like, she was, like, an actual Go Buster for, like, two minutes. She was only she was she was only she was only in one episode. Yeah, and I liked her. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's the problem. Oh right. Yeah. In um alternate reality go busters, so like when they have more of an animal theme because the incident thirteen years ago didn't happen. Um her, the like Pink Buster counterpart, is actually uh, Hiromu's sister. Um, Felt that was a little random, but it's probably because they couldn't get the actress for the original Pink Buster. So, um. Oh, God, why do I have to think real hard about this? I was just thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. I love how at the end of the episode, everyone was teasing Hiromu about how... Yes! <laughs> Hiromu, shy boy. I like it when he's teased. That sounded really... I liked it when like they mocked him because... Like... <laughs> I don't know why, because he's really... He's one of those kind of... I really like it when characters like... Um... Tsukasa, um, Takuru, and um, Hiromu. I like it when they kind of get all embarrassed because it kind of makes them a little bit more human and less robotic. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see the team dynamic. Oops. Especially with Hiromu because he wasn't there as long as Ryuji and Yoko. So, um, I didn't really like all the Yoko and Hiromu stuff. In uh, the Jobutsu Sentai uh, Go Buster, mm-hmm. it just like, most of it just felt how like like how did the writer think those were a good thing? Because Red must have a female love interest, whether that's in an alternate universe or not. That's how. The- Minds of showrunners work. I'm not bitter. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> God. I only like romance when it's well done. Like, and I especially like shows where they don't establish actual romances because it leaves it up to the interpretation of the viewer. And it also means I'm allowed to multi-ship. So, um... Like, take Gokaiji, for example. <laughs> I multi-ship all of them. I was... I was, um... <laughs> I was watching a Phoenix Wright video, um, and it was just smooth criminal. <gasps> yes! Oh my god, that is famous in the Ace Attorney fandom. And I saw, and I saw a comment. Do you know how in that video Edgeworth slams his hands to max the beat? Mm-hmm. I saw a comment that was like, uh, supportive boyfriend bangs on table. Uh, it was just, I should take a screenshot of this and crop it. But yeah, it was the smooth criminal video is everything. Apparently, uh, apparently, you said that most of the Ace Attorney fandom um, shipped Edgeworth and yes, Narumitsu, which is um, I think that's how we pronounce it. It's a combination of their Japanese names. Anyway, that is the biggest one, the biggest ship in the entire fandom. Because in case, basically it starts off, and in case three, uh, Edgeworth says to Phoenix, thanks to you, I am settled with unnecessary feelings. And the entire fandom went ballistic. As one. There's also uh, Fran Meyer, Lana Mia, all those are gay ships that I very much like. Who's Mia? (gasps) Mia is Maya's older sister and Phoenix's mentor. And she is... Uh, mm, let me think of a Sentai compa- character to compare her to. If I had to compare her to a Sentai character, it would probably be either Jasmine or Sukasa or Mako. One of the three. She's very much the big sister type and she's one of my favourite characters. I love her. So if you watch, if you, uh, if you have watched episode, episode three of the podcast, um, with Rory in it, uh, did you see how we were talking about the whole, um, what was it? Uh, did you see how we were talking about the whole Super Sentai Halloween party thing? I did not. Good to carry on. Basically, um, <laughs> um, we were talking about like, uh, we were talking about like, uh, dual duo costumes, and I said, "What about Mon, uh, Monet and Audrey?" And she and Rory said, "Audrey wouldn't even come." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, and- I mean, heck, 
Gosei Knight would be more likely to come than he would. I want Gosei Knight dressed as Santa or um, I quit Sentai forever. No, that's lazy. That's a Megaforce ripoff. You never want to rip off a freaking Megaforce. I just dress him up as. I just think dress him up as like a freaking Christmas tree. Him and J- him and Jay, the two Christmas trees. I just think Gosei Knight. Uh, speaking of Gosei Knight and Jay, I think Gosei Knight would show up in a slop a sloppily done Santa costume. And Jay would and yes. Jay would just show up as a tree. Yes. Oh my god. I want. Oh my. Can you imagine Gosei Knight and Jay BJ Sag interacting? Oh my god, that would be just amazing. I I really love Jay. Gosei Knight is more serious than Jay, but pardon. I really loved Jay and Jin's relationship. Mm-hmm. So Jay was just everybody's favorite character. <laughs> one thing I really liked was when Jay pointed to uh Jin's real body and was like, Can we bring that? Oh, Hello, dog. Sorry, he's all the way downstairs as well. He's he's loud. What is your dog's name? His name is Ollie, and he's he's only a baby, but he's he's loud. Ollie. (laughs) I don't think I've ever sent you a picture actually once, but I'll send you a picture of him if you want. Uh, yeah, do that once we're done here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love how um, Jay just points to Jin's real body like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jay is such a cool character. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I love him. I don't think I would have been able to stand Jin if Jay wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Jin should have been the body. Jin should have been the buddy void. Yes! Yes. Jin was. <sighs> like. I love. Again, I know we've stolen a lot from, like, Honest Toku trailers, but. But, like, his actor is basically trying to be the Sentai version of Jason David Frank. Yeah. Like, it's... Or, or Japanese, because I think he's done Kamen Rider stuff as well, but... Just, give it a rest, buddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Uh... So... I think Usada says Roger Rabbit one time in the entire season. No, he says it a lot of times. Uh, I I love one of um Jay's other great moments is when he 
uh, was is when um, the powered Morphin debuts, and he's just like, "Yo, Jin, do a powered Morphin with me." <laughs> and I mean, Jay doesn't have too many abilities aside from the uh, marker system. Yeah. I love how he always, like, emphasis on, like, the, like, um, what's it called? First-person pronouns. So he's always, like, activating my marker system. I will sort it out, kind of thing. And I think that's an interesting quirk that I quite like. Um... So, speaking of quirks, I was talking to a friend in school about Sentai, and I said, quirk, and this MHA fan just popped his head up. Oh. (laughs) I see where this is going. And then he proceeds to come over and rant about how uh, one season about MHA is better than the other. And we're just... I don't follow My Hero Academia. I don't, I don't really follow anime in general. No, <laughs> we can no longer be friends. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, if I give up on you, that's a load off my back. What? Nothing. <laughs> Better than nothing. <laughs> I don't... I I have watched anime, it's just I've only watched about three. (laughs) Wasn't there a Phoenix Wright anime? There was. It sucked, but the fans liked it. Me included. (laughs) And we're not getting an Apollo Justice anime because, I don't think, which is sad. Fuck is Apollo Justice? Um, so... After the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy, um, there was a bit of a pause. And then Capcom was like, to the writer of Phoenix Wright, hey, do you want to write a sequel? And he was like, no. And they were like, please? And he was like, no. And they were like, please? And he was like, okay, fine. So he wrote a sequel with a new defense attorney called Apollo Justice. And then they also brought in Athena Sykes in 2013. And I love her, but she kind of sucks. She doesn't get much character development. So, um, in real life, I actually have a couple of Phoenix Wright friends as friends. And they don't really like Apollo Justice. What's your opinion on it? Uh, I like it. It's one of my favorite games. They said they didn't really like it. Oh. Well, speaking of Phoenix, I thought it was good. But speaking, of- I'm playing it right now, and Clavier is great. Mhm. Speaking of Phoenix Wright, um, do you remember the musical? Uh, the Random Encounters one. Yeah. Yes. I actually think I used one of our one of those songs for our role play on Amino. Yeah, you did. 
And I was kind of in- attempted to bring an Ace Attorney character into said roleplay. You what? Because, you know, I mentioned um the whole spirit medium thing. Spirit, uh, spirit what? Medium? Spirit medium, yeah. You know, like, talking to ghosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, could you use an Ace Attorney character for that? But uh, if we're going to get a chance for um, a Phoenix Wright and... At some point in the roleplay, you're going to bring out... We're going to bring out the Phoenix Wright characters to have a crossover with the Super Sentai ones. <laughs> Hi, dog. Sorry. Hi, dog. That's my dog. <laughs> I-, I tell him to shut up, but my mom is currently doing that. So. Um, but yeah. No, he's been given food. He'll shut up for a minute. Yeah. I told. I would totally love, um, a crossover, a roleplay crossover between the Phoenix Wright characters and um, the Super Sentai characters. Alright. Okay. Of a specific season, so we should do that when we get out of this recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would be... I'll use the Japanese names, but I'll be very happy to participate in that. Uh, and if you need, like, descriptions of their characters... Then yeah. Anyways, Kaito goes to court. Pardon? Uh, Kaito and Gaigeki go on trial. <laughs> <laughs> and they get defended by Phoenix. <laughs> if we're gonna do this in chronological time, say it's like twenty twenty in the roleplay for simplicity's sake. Then yeah. Oh. Oh, anyways. Yeah, uh, we've been recording for about an hour now, so, um, any closing statements before we go? Uh, this was fun. I love how we derailed from Shinkender and somehow went on to, like, Boku no Hero Academia and Phoenix Wright. <laughs> yeah. But this was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm sorry about my dog. Um... We will actually have to discuss next episode's Sentai review. Um, I think we should do Lupat next. Sounds good. Alright. Uh, my closing statements are uh, fuck the future. No. <laughs> don't. They are children. Wow. 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 And also, it's a good show, shut up. So Kuger sucks. Ron, shut up. Ollie, shut up. So Kuger does suck, though. It doesn't. To be fair, the beginning is kind of sucky, but, like, it gets better. I'm not getting 40 episodes in for character development. Fine, that's your call, but whatever. No, I'm joking. If you don't like it, that's that's totally okay. Alright, this is Rand and I'm signing out. We hope you have a fantastic day. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye.